I'll be reading from the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 1 to 13, NRSV. I'm reading uh, Tagalog, Filipino uh, things. Okay. Ang pagdating sa banal ng Espiritu, nang dumating ang araw ng Pentecostes, silang lahat ay magkakasama sa isang dako. At biglang tumating mula sa langit ang isang ugong na parang huni ng malakas na hangin. At napuno nito ang buong bahay sa kanilang kinauupaan. Nagkahiwalay-hiwalay ang mga dila at parang apoy at lumitaw sa gitna nila at may isang dila na bumap dapo sa bawat isa sa kanila. Lahat sila ay napuspos ng banal na Espiritu Santo at nagsimulang nagsalita sa iba't ibang mga wika ayon sa kakayahan ng Espiritu. Ngayon may mga dibotong hodyo mula sa bawat tao sa ilalim ng langit at nanirahan sa Jerusalem. At sa gaugong ito, ay nagtipon ang karamihan at nataranta sapagkat narinig ang bawat isa't isa nagsalita sila sa sariling wika ng bawat isa. Namangha ng namangha, sila'y nagtanong, hindi ba mga galilian ang lahat ng nagsasalitang ito? At paano natin marinig bawat isa sa atin ang ating sariling wika. Mga partiya, Medes, Ilamita, at mga nanirahan sa Mesopotamia, Hodia, at Kapadosya, Ponto at Asia, Regia at Pamilya, Ehepto, at mga bahagi ng Libya sa kabilang Sirin at mga bisita mula sa Roma. Parihong mga hudiyo at mga prosilita, kretans at arabi, ang mga ating sarili mga wikang narinig natin na nagsasalita sila tungkol sa gawa ng kapangyarihan ng Diyos. Ang lahat ay namangha at nataranta at sinabi sa isa't isa, Anong ibig sabihin nito? Ngunit ang iba ay nanunuya at nagsasabi, sila ay napuno ng bagong alak. This is the word of the Lord. Buenos dias. Ah, very good. I'm preaching in English, though. <laughs> you had enough? It's hard to listen to things you don't understand. But if you get used to it, then you realize that the Spirit is one. 
I used to be an area minister in Massachusetts, and I went to uh, visit different churches, and I had Haitian churches. I spoke Creole, and I had uh, Burmese church, and they spoke uh, the language. Khmer, I think it was. And, and, and they had, uh, I, I, I had an ASL church, and they spoke ASL. And I had Brazilian churches and Portuguese churches and all kinds of churches. Then the ones who spoke English too, black and white and, and every variety of church. And I went to visit them all and, and sometimes they tried to sit by me and translate and that was very distracting, very distracting. I said, no, I'd rather listen in your language. Uh, even if I don't understand, I know you're praising God. I know you're talking about God. And you, I know that you have the same spirit that I have. So that's enough. Pentecost. Today is the day of Pentecost. So I guess I'm going to be coming back and forth to this podium. What is Pentecost? Have you read the newsletter this week? Raise your hand. Okay. Some of you did. I explained it there. <laughs> but for the benefit of those who still didn't read it, I'm going to say very quickly that the, the Jewish people had three festivals in the year that they celebrated, uh, big festivals. The first one was uh, Passover. Passover was um, equivalent to our Holy Week. And um, the this, this Sabbath immediately after the Passover, typically Passover is on a Thursday, the this, this Saturday or Sabbath following that was the, the, the celebration of the first fruits. Celebration of the first fruits. And these were the first fruits of barley. This was an agricultural uh, society and, and everything revolved around what they planted and what the crops they planted and, 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 and uh, harvested. So the first fruits um, were the collection of the first barley that was produced by the earth. And as you know, that coincides with our Holy Week, and it coincides with our celebration of the resurrection of Jesus. Now, if you count seven weeks or 50 days from there, then you have Pentecost. And Pentecost for them was the day when they had the early harvest of wheat, 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 wheat. And they collected that wheat, and they were very happy because the earth was again uh, yielding the sustain that they needed to survive, to keep going as um, a society. And um, they celebrated by coming together, coming together. That was the thing. It was like a pilgrimage after a while, because after a while, the Jews were um, everywhere. There was a big diaspora of Jewish people all over the, the world known to them. In those days, in the days of Jesus, that was the Roman Empire. 
And a lot of these people went, and you saw in the scripture that uh, there were this day of Pentecost, this particular Pentecost, uh, there were people from Egypt there. And there were people from um, all the regions, Mesopotamia, and all the regions around, uh, even from Rome, Rome itself. Um, the Pentecost traditionally was uh, celebrated by coming together. And in this particular day, the coming together was a coming of people from all over the known world to them. I'll get back to this. Uh, the third festival was in the fall, and that was the last of the harvest, celebrating the, the end of the harvest and getting the, the land ready for the next uh, uh, sowing of the next, uh, next year crops. And, and this is particularly important because in the time of Jesus, he stood up. They celebrated this by bringing water. They brought water to a big pool. They brought water in, in big jars over their heads and, 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 and poured that water into that big pool. And this is, you probably remember, the passage where Jesus stood up in the water, in the middle of the water. This was holy water. This was the water of the... Um, the, the ritual, ritualistic water, and Jesus puts his feet in the water, in the holy water, walks in the pool, and stands there and says, whoever is thirsty, come to me, and I will give, I will give you um, water, the water that comes from me. And he referred to this way to the spirit, the spirit that was going to come after him through him and after him. So, so this day, we celebrate that the Holy Spirit came in a massive way over all the people who were gathered there. Now, in this day, in the book of Acts, chapter 2, all these people from all these places didn't understand each other because it's like when you are the child of immigrants, uh, you pick up a little bit of the language, right? Tara just said she grew up here in Tagalog, but, but it's hard to speak it, right? Hard to speak it. Well, imagine now uh, when you are second or third generation, the, the, the mother tongue goes away a little bit. And this had happened to all these Jewish people who were spread out uh, all over. They spoke the languages of the countries where they were or the regions where they were. And, and they all gathered there together with the uh, Jewish people from Jerusalem who were the people who wanted everybody to go through the Jewish rituals. Remember that? They had to be circumcised. Even to become Christians, they had to be circumcised. Remember Peter saying this? arguing for this. Uh, but then the Christians were there, the, the ones who were grieving that Jesus had died and left uh, were there because this is barely 50 weeks, I mean, uh, seven weeks, 50 days after. By the way, Pentecost means 50th, it's the 50th day after Passover. And uh, um, the Christians were there 
So this is a coming together of the known world of people who are very different, not only that they don't understand each other because of language, but because they think differently, they uh, eat differently, they, they dress differently, they're different kind of people. Now, let me tell you something about the pouring of the Spirit. The Spirit is the presence of God that comes to us in a different way. In a way, it's almost like a portable God. Think about this, like a portable God. You can carry your phone now. It used to be that to speak on the phone, you had to stand by the phone. The phone was on the wall, and you had to stand by the phone and, 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 and talk, right? And, and that was the only place where you could talk on the phone. But now you can carry your 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 cell phone with you, and you can talk on the phone when you're driving. You shouldn't, but you do. Um, you can talk on the phone when you're walking on the street. You can talk on the phone. The same is with God. It used to be that you could only worship God in the temple, and you were, God was only there and in one particular place of the temple, in the Holy of Holies, right? But the Holy Spirit coming being sent by God, first Jesus, Jesus dying for us. Remember that in, uh, when he died at the cross, the, the, the veil of the temple was, was torn. And the presence, that was the veil that separated the Holy of Holies from the rest of the temple. And the presence of God became available to everybody. Yeah, that was, that was already an improvement. Okay, you didn't have to be a high priest to be in the presence of God. Now, anybody, anybody could be in the presence of God. Well, the coming of the Holy Spirit means everybody has a cell phone now. You can carry God with you because God is in you. Because God anoints his people with his presence. And that's, that's what it is. The, the Holy Spirit is the presence of God that we carry with us wherever we go. It doesn't matter where we are. Now, I know I'm shooting myself in the foot here because next Sunday you're going to say, well, I can be with God in my, in, in my living room. I don't have to go to church, right? You don't come to church for God. You come to church for each other. <laughs> we come to church because it's community. Huh? God, yes, you have him in your living room. But the rest of us, you don't. You don't want us there, all of us. <laughs> we are called an ecumenical church. We call ourselves an ecumenical church. And we understand the term ecumenical as, as it was coined in the 20th century as the coming together of Christians. Christians coming together, different kinds of Christians coming together. I dare to say that because of the origin of the world, which comes from the uh, Greek word oikos, oikumenical, oikumenikos, uh, oikos in Greek means household, household. We are the household of God. And when we are ecumenical, originally means the whole inhabited earth. Think about that. The world as we know it. In that broader sense, 
Pentecost is an ecumenical event. Yes, they did have different religions, but ecumenical means much more than that. It means multicultural. It means uh, we don't know each other, but belong, we belong to the same world. It means global. It means uh, include, inclusive. Keep that thought for a moment. Pentecost, or rather the, the pouring out of the Holy Spirit, had been announced to the people of Israel for centuries. Uh, I've been studying this, and, and they don't agree. They say it could have been that Joel, Prophet Joel, the Prophet Joel announced this pouring out of the Holy Spirit on all flesh uh, as, as soon to us as um, the, the fifth century before Christ, before common era. Uh, others say the ninth century, the ninth century before common era. So we're talking about a span of 400 years when it could have been possible that this prophet announced that God was going to come in the form of the spirit and be in us. So this is how long these people had been waiting for this. And God chose this moment. What is so special about this moment? That this, after so many centuries, this is a time when God decides it's the right time to pour out his spirit. I propose this. It's a time when they were all together in one place. It's a time when not understanding each other, they dared to come together. It's a time when their customs and their cultures and their religions and everything came together because they had something to celebrate. Wow. That means that the Spirit of God comes to us when we are together. Together, maybe physically together, like when we come to church on Sundays, or maybe just together in spirit, like you are with your children when they move away. But there's a sense of togetherness that brings about the Spirit of God that makes it a very special thing. And the miracle of Pentecost is that they understood each other. A lot of people like to emphasize the tongues of fire. <laughs> it's beautiful decoration, by the way. The tongues of fire. Many people like to emphasize the wind blowing because it's the, the wind of God blowing on people. I, I like to emphasize the human factor because I think God is all about human factor. He created us, he loves us, he sustains us, and, and God is the one who looks after us and wants us to be together, to come together, to be one for him, for God. So, they understood each other. That's a miracle. They spoke in their own languages, but yet they understood each other. Perhaps unlike this morning, when you didn't understand when people read or, or talk or sang in different languages, 
but they did understand each other. And today you may have not understood the language itself, but I hope you did understand the spirit in which these things were done. And the language that we must speak is the language of love. Because everybody's, I, 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 I thought Alisa was going to say that when she talked to the children. When she said kindness, uh, it's very similar. Kindness is very similar to love. It's along the same lines, right? But I think love is more powerful and more universal. More universal. There are cultures that are too serious by, by nature, and they don't express that uh, kindness by smiling, for example. They're too serious, and nothing wrong with that. But there's love. Love, love is universal. It's a universal language. Um, there, there is a book about, um, there's a book about the five languages of love by Gary Chapman. And some people don't believe in those things, but I believe as we have different personalities, we also have different ways of expressing our love. And uh, I don't think I'm gonna remember the five, but you can look them up. Uh, some people like to be, they're huggers. They like to be hugged and held and hold hands, and they need that physical touch to feel the love. Others uh, like to receive affirmation. Uh, they need to be told that, um, that they're doing great, that, that uh, they be people who love them need to tell them they believe in them. Uh, different ways of communicating love. In this case, the love of God was communicated to these people by allowing them to understand each other. Pentecost is the reverse of the Tower of Babel. Babel. Remember the Tower of Babel? People wanted to speak, they spoke one language and they wanted to build a tower that would go up to God. And God said, these people want all the power in the world and he confused their languages. God confused their languages so they wouldn't attain their purpose. Too much power for humans. Here God is doing the opposite. He's bringing everybody with their different languages to understand each other. Not to have the power to be more powerful than God, but to feel the power of love in their lives. Now, I finish by saying what the end of the passage says. There were some people, most people were amazed at hearing this and, and being witnesses to this event, but there were some that were criticizing. There were some, there, there are always some that are criticized. Have you noticed that? Yeah? You're very proud of something you're doing, and there's somebody who, Horacio and I always laugh because I told him the story. My father was building a, 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 a closet in, in our house when I was little, and he was building a closet. He was no carpenter, but he was doing the, the task. And my grandfather, his father-in-law, would come to see how the work progressed. And my grandfather stood there and looked, and he started going, you know that, you know that, right? Uh, there are always those who, who criticize, always those who criticize. Uh, remember Nehemiah? Nehemiah was rebuilding the city, 
He came back to rebuild the city that had been destroyed by the enemies and, and doing an amazing work. And there were Sambalat and Tobias, remember? Always criticizing, always against them, always trying to boycott their work. So there were those who criticized. They're, they're drunk, they said. These people are drunk. So they will criticize us if we do what the Spirit wants us to do, if we want to be inclusive, if we want to embrace everybody, if we want to affirm the people who come our way just because, because they're people, because they are who they are. We don't love you in spite of who you are. We love you because of who you are. There will be criticism. Maybe good portions of the church around the world are not ready to do what we do. That's okay. But as long as we do it for the glory of God, as long as you, we do it to communicate the language of love that comes from God, as long as we do it because the Holy Spirit is moving us to do it, we'll be okay. Let us be okay together. In the name of Jesus, amen.